Hey guys and gals, we're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra, and you're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. Buckle up because we're about to get gabbing. Hey guys, it's Sierra and welcome to season two of the Girls Gone Gab podcast. Um, So we have this amazing episode for you guys uh, to really kick off the new year. Um, But unfortunately, we did lose about 10 minutes or so of our recording, which is sad. Um, But I'm going to give you um, some information and fill you in on what you missed. So basically, our guest today is Kayla Pecchioni. Um, Kayla is an entertainer living in New York City, and she is one of my personal middle school friends. Um, Kayla played the female lead role in the second North American tour of the Book of Mormon, along with performing in various other productions. She's also a Virgo, a plant mama, and a fellow Bachelor fan. Uh, She's also the co-host of the You Good Sis podcast. Um, So we love Kayla. We simp for her. And basically what you missed um, is Kayla and I were just catching up, talking about how we became friends. Um, I was in the sixth grade. She was in the seventh grade. um, And we met while being on the dance team. And those were some rough times. Let me tell you, Um, we were both kind of awkward. Probably me being more awkward than Kayla. Kayla was like a cooler, like older seventh grader who accepted me. (laughs) Um, She mentioned that we were kind of like family. Like I loved her, um, love her mom. Her mom and I have this like beautiful friendship. And um, yeah, so this was kind of like a fun little catch up moment for us. Um, It was also tough because we went through some rough Uh, dance team days um, with a really tough coach in middle school. Uh, We even reminisced on some memories about um, buying matching uh, furry boots. Of course, I bought some in white and then I think she later got some in like a green color. Um, So yeah, just things have changed, but really they're basically the same. Um, So yeah, that's basically what you missed and hope you enjoy the rest. So we're starting off the podcast with a conversation about our middle school dance team coach, Cheryl Knight. Think of her all the time. I do too. Um, I still just like really cherish the coach that she was because since her, I've had many other coaches and I'm like, I can appreciate where I started because for one, like just a little backstory on my dance team days, like I started dancing pretty much in middle school. Like I hadn't danced for years and years and years, like all these other girls. Like I danced for like a little bit when I was like five and six and then I quit forever. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciated the fact that Cheryl like saw potential in me and gave me a chance. Um, Cause basically the only reason I tried out for the dance team was because I tried out for cheerleading first and I didn't make it. So really yeah I tried out for the cheerleading team in middle school I didn't make it and I was really upset about it but then I dusted myself off and I was like okay I'm gonna try out for dance team then I don't know how to do a pirouette turn I don't know how to do anything but I knew that I could like move and I knew I could do like kind of like hip-hop kind of stuff but so I don't know it's literally the Lord and Cheryl is the only reason why I made the team Truly, I feel the same. Like I, I didn't make it in sixth grade. And then my mom trained me because I wanted to be on the team so badly. And when I finally got on in seventh grade, I just like, I was like, again, chosen one. I was like, oh my God, like, and Cheryl, she's world renowned. So it just, it was like, wow, working with her was starting with her was unreal because I'm just like, she kicked our, can we cuss on here? She kicked our ass. (laughs) Yes. You no, know, yes. and I just I'm so grateful that I had that like hard ass training up front. Yeah. We would be um 11 and 12 years old and like crying after having to do the dance full out with wrist weights on or like <laughs> ankle weights on. I'm I like one crying. Of first, one of the first days of um rehearsal we came in and one of the first things she said to us was you all need to stop eating white bread. <laughs> And I went home and I made my parents get rid of all the white bread. They had wheat until I moved out for college. 
<laughs> because I was like, we're not eating white bread. Cheryl said no. <laughs> that and, um, and soft drinks. I'm pretty yeah. sure in middle school, I started drinking only exclusively water. And I pretty much mostly drink water now. Like occasionally I'll have like a Sprite or something. But other than that, or like an alcoholic beverage, it's water. It's water. I'm like, this has been ingrained in my mind since the middle school days. So true. So yeah. Yeah. But I would say one of the things that I think of when I think of you and our um, little baby days is, um, definitely like our moms too. Yeah. Um, I feel like your mom and my mom had this like fun relationship too. And so I feel like I can't think about you, Kayla, without thinking of your mom. And like, I don't know if she still goes by Didi, but I just always yes. call her Didi. Yes. Um, and I'm like, she kind of felt like my second, like my dance mom kind of. Um, so I'm like, I hope that your mom is doing well. And um, miss having her around too. Cause you guys are just the funnest people to be around. Uh, she, she's, she is doing well. Thank you for saying that she hasn't changed. Like if you saw her, <laughs> like she would go right back into acting like you're her girlfriend and you know, I mean, she, uh-huh. she hasn't changed. She's doing great. So, but that is, that's something I think about all the time too. And I think I asked my mom about your mom, um, from time to time as well. Cause I'm just like, Oh, they had such a good friendship and Mm. They like put us in a position to succeed um, together. Yeah. I will never forget um, Dee Dee dancing to Laffy Taffy one time. I remember your mom specifically dancing to Laffy Taffy. <laughs> I don't know. Tracks. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even know where we were. But like every time I hear that song, I'm like, I picture your mom like dancing. <laughs> so. I tell her that she would. She would be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mention, too, I'm so thankful that you were even my friend in middle school because that was, like, my awkward phase. And so I feel like the chosen one that you were, like, even my friend because I felt like you were cool and I was very uncool. Oh, see, that's, that's just, how like, I felt. this just shows how awkward you feel in middle school because I would have had no idea anyone felt that way about me. I was just, we all, we all were just so damn awkward as you are. So awkward. I feel like I had my moments where I felt like I had it together and I was like really doing something. And then, but most of the time I was humbled by like middle school boys being okay, like, real quick. <laughs> real quick. Oh man. Oh goodness. Um, I kind of want to transition here okay. into your stardom because you now came became you know this like wonderful actress singer performer dancer all the things and I just want to know like did you always like want to be like this Broadway kind of person like because I guess I didn't really know what your dreams or like aspirations were when we were young like I'm not sure if you've like always wanted to do this or kind of when that happened for you. Well, to be, it's funny you say you didn't, you didn't know what my dreams or aspirations were. I really didn't have many. Um, I just felt, I've always looked at life kind of like, it's going to take me where it takes me. And I'm just going to be like as humble as I can along the way. And so that has made all of the aftermath, the post middle school, <laughs> everything that's happened, it's just made it really um, overwhelmingly cool. And, and I just, I, I, I just pinch myself all the time. So yeah, when we, when we were younger, I think my earliest memory of like, oh, I'd want to do that would probably be like seeing the Rockettes as a kid. Um, and I just saw them on TV. I didn't even get to go visit or anything, but I saw the Rockettes. I knew who they were. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool to do someday. Um, but I, I didn't even like dancing for a long time. And we talk about Cheryl. I think Cheryl is the person who made me realize I liked dancing because I was like, oh, it can be competitive and oh, we can be winning and good. And like that instilled my drive in it. But for the longest time, my parents tried to enroll me in every single sport when I was growing up and I ditched every one. 
And <laughs> every one of the, I mean, soccer, but the whole gambit, I ditched every single one. And then they put me into dance as a last resort when I was like six and they made me stay in it for three years. And I asked to leave every time. And then I, I hit middle school dance team and I was like, wow, I really love this. So that definitely got my passion for dance going. Um, and in the meantime, I would say probably around middle school, again, my mom took me to see a couple movie musicals that had been released. I think the first one she took me to see was Chicago in theaters. And I remember being such a brat and I was like, I don't even know what this thing is. I don't want to go see it. Like this seems lame. It's my favorite movie. Like, like it's one of my favorite movies. And I remember we sat in the front row and it just like opened a world to me. So I had that kind of going. And then, um, after and I would say things too like if someone was like what do you want to be I would just say I want to be a lawyer I want to be a surgeon but I had no idea how you got to those things and I definitely wasn't working toward them mm -hmm. so around the time I got into Y-Pass uh, the performing arts high school for dance I just did that because it was easy I was like I've been dancing I'll just continue dancing I obviously did a dance team in high school and then my very last year of high school, I had no idea what I was going to do for college. I literally rode my future on being a ladybird <laughs> for, the, for the U of L dance team. I was like, that, that's my future. Um, and my mom was like, you can't, you can't, that's not a major, that, that's, not, that's not a job. You know, she was like, you can't. So my last year of high school, I happened to get suckered by friends into auditioning for a school musical and then from there it just like jumped I just was like wow I can dance and sing and I'm kind of good at acting and you know people seem to really like what I have to give here and I still was figuring everything out I mean it was my senior of high school but I took a leap and went and applied to colleges and learned more and now it just feels like because nothing was ever um nothing ever drove me in the past once that started driving me it feels like the only thing I can do like it's it's not even a matter of I'm definitely passionate about it but it's not even a matter of passion it's just like this is what I do this is this is the career that I've chosen and it's the only thing I see myself doing and I'm very lucky for that that's so cool yeah uh one of the reasons why and this might sound weird that I asked that question is because when I think of a lot of like performers um, that are, you know, in similar fields, <clears throat> I think of like your stereotypical like theater kid, you know, like whatever that means to you saying theater kid, that can mean a lot of different things. But I was like, I don't remember Kayla being like what in my mind is a theater kid. Yeah. But I'm like, but here you are. And I'm like, maybe she was. And I just didn't know that. But it sounds like you kind of just like slowly but surely like it became you. Yeah, it was definitely like, I just think um, if you're a person who believes in destiny, I just think it kind of was my destiny. Like things just kind of fell in place and uh, my grandmother actually was a very successful actress in Louisville, the company before she passed. And so I kind of grew up in theater, um, but she passed when I was younger. So that went away, but then I sang in church choir for a little bit. So I kind of knew I could sing and I've always been really passionate about music. And just when I, when the elements kind of were put together at the end there, I was like, oh, and I became such a theater kid. <laughs> like, all I could do was listen to Rent and Wicked and Legally Blonde, and they aired that Legally Blonde competition show on MTV. I remember I, that. Oh, I was glad that. It. it was so good. And so I kind of knew what I was going, you know, setting myself up for. And I was like, I'm willing to take that challenge. So it just all, it was something I didn't know that I could do so well. And, and I, again, like, I just, shock myself with anything that happens in the field <laughs> for me well I'm proud of you um I'm sure you have lots of other people that are proud of you and it probably doesn't mean a whole lot from middle school friend but I'm proud it's of true. you I'm like you're doing the thing um I'm definitely that person that's like I know her if I ever <laughs> like see you even though we haven't like talked in a long time I'm like I know her oh yeah <laughs> We're family, like I said, like that's, it's really cool because I think the people who knew me 
maybe college and before, I think those people know me the best because it was before I kind of like, if I can hard flex, it was for my glow up. (laughs) (laughs) I really was like, just an awkward kid, very unsure, very anxious and didn't know I had anxiety and didn't know I was dealing with other mental things and really couldn't figure out how to become myself for those people who are searching for self. I just always felt like I was searching for who that was. So anyone before that time, like, yeah, please be proud of me. That makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) And to be honest with you, I still feel like I'm that person that like, doesn't entirely know what my purpose is, what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm still figuring it out, but you give me hope that like, I will become whatever it is I'm meant to do. And I'll feel comfort in that eventually. (laughs) That's so sweet. I mean, we have to do our like big deep dive outside this because I want to hear about everything that you've done. But I, from what I get to see, social media is such a, a filtered lens, but from what I get to see, you're just glowing and beautiful and I'm like I wouldn't do this if I wasn't happy to know you or you know like I just I'm proud of you too (laughs) I told Mackenzie um I was like um we were trying to plan for guests um to have on our podcast and obviously we don't want to reach too far out of our bounds here so um you probably know with your own podcast um but I was like even though like I know you I was like, what if she like says no? Or like, what if she's just too busy because she's a star? Like, what if she, she doesn't even remember who I am. I'm like, that's so crazy of me. I know that. But I was just like, so glad that you were like, of course. And I was yeah, like, what was I scared? Like, well, even in just like podcast world, I'm just learning that you should always take that leap because you like never know who is going to be like, yeah, I have some random free time. I mean, it's not me. I would have done it either way. <laughs> But you never know who's going to be like, yeah, sure. That sounds cute and like a fun time, you know, like always make that, that reach out. I love that we get to do this. Yeah. yeah. I think we're learning to, um, you just got to shoot your shot. Shoot. I'm like, that's, that's the dynamic here is I am always shoot my shot. And Sierra's like, we cannot, we cannot say that we cannot ask that person or like, we cannot do that. I'm like, we are stars and we will ask them and they're going to say yes. And if they say no, then they lost out on an awesome opportunity to come on our podcast. But also I'll point this out too. Um, both Mackenzie and Kayla, I think you're both Virgos. Yeah. So you guys both have similar energy. Okay. I don't know what it is about me, but I'm like, she (laughs) brings some of these things out of me that I'm like, I don't have that. Okay. I don't think I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're a friend of ours. I'm so into astrology. <laughs> but when you said yeah. Virgo, I just lit up, but Gemini. Yeah, I'm like, Virgos are like one of the few signs that are highly attracted to themselves. So other people of their kind. I'm like, <laughs> so true. It's always like a, like a, you were born on the same day as me. Like it feels like twins or something. I know. What, like, what is your, what is your date in the, in Virgo? I'm August 31st. Okay. You're a little far off from me. I'm September 15th. So you're a September Virgo, okay. I'm a September is Virgo which is the majority of Virgo. It's you just true. created a divide. It is the day before Nick Jonas, which is really the person that I need to be like closest with. If you've listened to the podcast at all, you know, that like Nick Jonas was it for me. And when I was in middle school, was. so when I found out, when I found out that our birthdays were that close, I was like soulmates. Wow. And then yeah. I like Googled like Virgo compatibility and found out that Virgos are highly compatible with other Virgos. And I was like, I see no obstacles to our marriage. Not a wife, not a nothing. Like no. nothing stands in the way. Exactly. <laughs> I live for that. She's like Priyanka. She's not an issue. <laughs> yeah. Really. Exactly. <laughs> Oh gosh, <clears throat> there's going to be so many sad conversations. So for our audience, you're just going to have to keep up. Okay. Right. Um, one other question I have for you is um, throughout your um, stage journey, have you had any like embarrassing moments either on stage or like for auditions or anything that like you'd be comfortable sharing? Cause I just love to hear those kind of like mess up moments. Oh, we love them. Absolutely. 
I mean, and the boundaries are limitless because just know that I've told the story of pooping my pants on an elevator. <laughs> Wait, you can go. You can listen to that episode first if you want. Okay, I will. You have to tell me exactly which one that is because I must listen. Um, yeah, I. I mean, it's live. We do live theater, and this is the thing. Like so many people, when they talk to us about what it's like they think that because we do live theater at a high level that we're perfect or like nothing ever goes things go wrong every single show it's like inevitable um so (laughs) it's like yeah there have been so many weird things I don't know why the one that's jumping out most to me right now is like it's almost not even funny but it was my most like shocked and stunned I've ever been on stage so (laughs) When I was doing Book of Mormon, I remember I was singing um, this song called Salt Lake City, which is supposed to sound like Salt Lake City. And I was singing Salt Lake City and I'm the only person on stage with a spotlight. The entire rest of the stage is either black or midnight blue. So you can't see anything and the audience is like blacked out. And so it's just me, spotlight only. And I'm singing, which is still a terrifying concept to me. So I'm already really nervous. And um, and we had a new sound effects person training on the board. And I'm in the middle of the song. I'm kind of having an anxious day. And I hear a gunshot. And I, I mean, as a performer, we're always like, the show must go on. So I'm literally like, I hear this gunshot and I'm already terrified of like living a Selena moment, you know, where it's like, you just die on stage or something. And I hear this gunshot and I remember I just kept singing and I was also at the same time going like, am I bleeding? Am I bleeding out? Is this black swan? Did I just die right here? Did I get shot? (laughs) Oh my god! Whole time it was a sound effect that they had accidentally cued in the middle of the song. So I run off stage. I'm like, <gasps> like checking my body. Like I finished the whole song, and I'm like, <gasps> oh my god, oh my god! I'm freaking out. And they're like, it's a sound effect. It's okay. It was just a sound effect. And I was like, what the fuck? Like who would do? Why would you do this to me? Why me? Like why today? Like I just had this full meltdown because I was so shocked and that stands out to me all the time as just like we deal with the most random things and I can't believe that I just continued like just no fear was like okay maybe I got shot but we do it for the love of the performance (laughs) I know I'm like I would be panicked like do I do I keep singing or like are are people bleeding on the audience like are we in a state of an emergency that the show does need to as you're making this decision you're still like make the most pretty sound and breathe as I'm like in my head being like don't mess up the words but did you just get shot like (laughs) this is nuts um but other than that there's always something there's like always line flubs there was one time that this guy also in Book of Mormon um I think just because that's the show I've done for the longest time it stands out to me but there was this guy who had this one line and in the context of the show, it's not that big a deal. It's not a game changing line, but he says something along the lines of like, we're in class and the Mormons are teaching us and he gets really fed up and he's like, oh my God, we've been listening to this guy go on for uh, two hours. Well, his brain completely flipped, like left him one day and he stands up and he goes, oh my God, we've been listening to this guy talking to us for two years. And I was like, you just threw us two years into the future. And it's like one of the first lines in act two. So it literally looks like, oh, you went to intermission and now we're- Like it was meant to be a transition piece. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole time, that's all we were thinking. We were like, is there anything we have to clear up from here on now? Like now that we set the show two years from like now. are there any plot holes that need to be filled <laughs> yeah I was like do I need to put on a little age makeup or something like how do we fix this <laughs> so oh we do funny stuff like that all the time and I think what really helps is like if you have a good cast that you have a connection with and luck- luckily I've only dealt with a couple out of all the shows that I've done that I made I just didn't have a connection with but when I was in Mormon, I definitely did. And since we're our only family out on the road and we're out there for so long, we just had this great bond. And so we 
I mean, we broke a lot of the time. We would just like, you know, turn around and professionally go and laugh at things or call people out or make a weird look or give ourselves the challenge to keep things interesting, pass the penny around stage or something like that, just to keep it up and lively and make sure that we're not just treating it like a job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. um, definitely never been scared for my life while doing my job before. So (laughs) that's terrifying. Um, glad you survived. (laughs) But one thing that we have in common though, is that this year or well, this past year in 2020, we started our podcast. And so Mackenzie and I started Girls Gone Gab in July of 2020. And then you and your uh, roommate, I believe, um, started your podcast also in 2020. And so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you good sis, um, became a thing. Totally. I I love the title Girls Gone Gab. I think that is so cute. <laughs> I Yeah, I love that. That's so creative. But um, yeah, me and my roommate, we started our podcast uh, in June. Um, and it was so funny. It wasn't anything that was on our minds before um but obviously the pandemic hit and I'm trapped in this house with her and so we had a lot of conversations going you know and and she called me actually when I was away with my family at the top of the pandemic and she was like you know for when you come back I kind of have her name is Alexia and she was like you know for when you come back I kind of have this idea of like starting a podcast on my own. She was like, I have all these different thoughts. And she's one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. I mean, that girl is educated and she can tell a story. So she wanted to kind of do it on her own. And she was asking me for my help initially. And she was just like, can we talk about this? Can I bounce ideas off of you? Could you maybe, you know, take some of the slack if I need help or whatever, you know, help me where I need it. And of course I said, yes. But um, as soon as I said yes, I went, Shit, I want to I wanna be a part of this thing. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want it to be just yours. I was like, if you're doing it, I want to do it too. And I was, so I had to figure out how to like politely impose. I was like, you know, like I could, I could maybe help you with sound. I could help you set it up. Maybe like help you with Instagram and aesthetics. But if you need a co-host, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you need a co-host. <laughs> And um, we just took it from the ground running from there. We did like kind of a mock uh, show while I was still home so we could figure out how we wanted the flow and the structure to be. And then as soon as I came back, we started recording that week. So You Good Sis is our baby. And it's very much, um, we talk about current events and we talk about foolish extra shit, but we also just talk a lot on wellness and we are both people who deal with mental um, mental issues of our own. So that's something that's very present in our lives on a daily basis. And we wanted to make sure that when we say like, you good sis, when you're coming into the pause, into the pod, that we're checking up on ourselves and we're checking up on you, the listener, and that we're making it clear that like, just like everyone else, we are taking shit one day at a time because especially in my, in my world, I get kind of a, a perfectionisty image. And that's because I'm a perfectionist. And I think a lot of people think, oh, okay, we've well, got it so together. And I'm like, no, this shit is hard. You're seeing my anxiety at work is what you're seeing. You're seeing me put a lot of energy into a lot of exhausting things. And, um, and I think what we do really well is support each other and make sure that we check on others. So that's the main focus of it. But we have a really, really good time while we're doing it. And we've had some amazing guests that we even admire. And we're planning on bringing on more this next season that we admire uh, even more. And it just, it's been kind of an unreal experience in this little time. Yeah. I think that's so cool. I I haven't listened to every single episode, but I did listen to a couple and one being your most um, recent one, or I guess your, um, your f- kind of finale one. I did listen to that one. And yeah, I like how you guys just blend so well together and make such a good like 
balance of like fun and like lightheartedness, but also serious. And I just, I love that. And I think that's something that Mackenzie and I are like, we want to also have that balance as well. Um, and Mackenzie, she kind of is like really good at the organization of everything. And it's the um, it's the yeah, I, I felt like at first I was just kind of like going along and I was like, she's got spreadsheets, she's got Google documents and I'm just like, okay, just tell me the login. I'll do whatever you tell me to. Yes. So <laughs> lucky for me, that's very much my, my roommate. She's the one who, and I think it just chalk it up to time. Like if we lived in the world that we were used to before, we both would be just like running around like chickens with our heads cut off. But this pandemic um, has slowly picked up more work for me. But in the meantime, you good sis is like her, I mean, it's her brain baby, you know, and so she's completely the creator of it. And the way she is like detailed with the Google Docs and the schedule and getting our guests together and everything. I mean, I couldn't, I could not do it without her. She's unreal. She's Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> love it I'm like we we love to see it I, and yeah I mean this year is just like given us extra time to focus on all of it but I'm like I'm so happy for it because I feel like how many like good awesome creative new ventures are going to come out of like 2020 of people that started stuff in 2020 that even if it's still small like our podcast and other things out there in the world that like are going to one day take off and people are going to be like oh yeah that we started that in 2020 absolutely absolutely I think there's a lot of um there's like a lot of little fruits that we plant, little seeds that were planted in 2020 for everyone because it just completely changed the course of what we thought was going to happen. And so you kind of had to adapt. Well, you definitely had to adapt to a new normal, but I think everyone adapted with something new, you know, like trying their, trying out something new or something that they've always wanted to return to. Um, and podcasting had been an idea that kind of circled in my head, but it seemed more of a brighter, a broader untouchable concept and now that we're here and we're doing it I just I couldn't imagine not having that check-in with her you know we check in every day but having that formal place to sit down and make sure that we're actually elaborating on things and it's just really helpful to talk it out at this time yeah definitely yeah. and also like providing it sounds like you know especially with your all's podcast that sense of like connection that so many people are missing right now Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't, I've never been one who's gotten to see my friends a lot just because I've always traveled for work and such, but the way that my own friends have responded, like I'm listening to the podcast every week and I just feel like I get to talk to you so much more. I feel like I get to hear from you so much more and um, they'll bring back, you know, different discussions I've had on there. Like I had no clue you were into this. And so it's just even opened my own little personal world which is just incredible <laughs> yeah definitely I'm like it's hard to reach out to everybody but you're like uh just listen to my podcast <laughs> if you want to know what I'm up to which sounds like it's so diva at like at one end but also I'm like but I really like do want to talk to you but I also am like the worst at like reaching out throughout the week so too. oh you miss me go listen to my podcast no <laughs> Hang on. on your TV and you'll see me on there. That's what's funny about it is if people do reach out to me post listening to the show, they'll be like, oh my God, like we have to talk about this thing that happened on Bachelor, this thing that happened on Drag Race. And I'm like, but I already, I already talked about it. Like you heard it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me and Sierra are the same way. I'm like, Ugh kind of hurts my feelings a little bit not gonna lie when people are like oh well, what did you think I'm like well why didn't you listen to the podcast did a whole episode on that <laughs> <laughs> but you you have to not take it personal and realize the world does not revolve around you and people oh, do not like live to listen to your podcast even if they love it and think it's great totally so it's, it's been a process of having to like check ourselves but yeah 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 even my own mom like well she doesn't watch the bachelor bachelorette like consistently but when she does like she'll catch up but she's always like a little bit behind um and so um this season she's actually gonna like watch it you know regularly consistently okay. but like last season she was like way behind and she I remember we were talking on the phone one day and this is like already when Tasha took over uh -huh. and she was like oh, 
what do you, she was like, what do you think about Yosef? And I was like, girl, he was a long time ago. We can't oh, rehash this. Truly, <laughs> truly. I had a friend do the same thing. She was catching up because she's been my bachelor. I mean, my mom is my ultimate bachelor buddy. We've been watching since season one, 2001. But, um, but my friend who has been my bachelor buddy, like as an adult, we've gone through multiple seasons together at this two, at this point like the last three years together and she decided to stop watching this season because uh claire claire's initial season because she was like i can't take any more covid content like i don't want to see anyone who who currently you know lives in a world of covid and i was like girl that is the first episode only and then it's a regular season so at the end i like begged her i'm like you're missing the best, the most dramatic season ever. I was like, are you kidding? I have to talk to you about this. So she catches up right before the finale and she's doing the same thing. She's texting me like, oh my God, this Jason guy is so emotional on his, on his date where they had the journal date with Claire. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is so in the past. Like, please catch up and get to the finale and we'll like meet there. I was like, this is wild. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I definitely have that problem too. Like I, I have to watch it live. Like I have to, I only keep cable so that I can watch it live. And right. if people try to like schedule appointments or anything with me on Monday nights, unless it's like a celebrity, I'm like, no, um, I am booked on Mondays from eight to 10. Truly. And so, so when people like come weeks later, I'm like, that is in the past. You need to catch up I watched the show and listened to six bachelor podcasts since then so me too what podcast do you listen to I think my favorite is off the vine with Caitlin Bristow which I wasn't like big into at first I've got into it like late in the game uh-huh. I like her I also listen to scrubbing in which Sierra got me into which they're not like directly bachelor but they do talk about the bachelor sometimes and then I'll occasionally listen to um Nick Viles podcast I don't love yeah. him but sometimes he has good guests and he does ask good questions but sometimes he has a he lot can, of good things to say he has good things to say it's always a love hate with Nick for me I'm like he can be kind of an asshole but then also has good points and I'm like I feel make that a good way point? too like I feel that way about Nick and I've had my hand in pretty much every bachelor podcast at some point but Nick's is one that I hadn't gotten to and my my bachelor friend my bachelor buddy she was like you have to listen to Vial Files you have to you have to and so I just downloaded it recently and I'm going to start listening to it but my two big ones are um are almost famous with Ashley I and Ben and then I listen to do you all know the bachelor like from Mm -hmm. Betches yeah. So one of yeah. my, the girls that I went to college with my big sister in college, she hosts the bachelor. And I just started listening to be like a supportive friend. Now they've got like one of the biggest bachelor yeah. podcasts out there. It's They're amazing. Huge. Yeah. I love them. I love them. I always go to them. I know that it exists, but I haven't like really listened to it, but I know like the entity of bachelor, like I know that how much it's of a big. thing it is. Yeah, it's been yeah, that's cool that you have like that personal connection there. Um, I've recently gotten into um, Becca Martinez, her podcast. Um, it's called Chatty Broads. Um, if you remember perfect. Becca from Ari season, she was the one that had the really short hair. Oh, um, she's like the youngest one. Yeah, her, she has one now called Chatty Broads, and like theirs is in depth. So I've started go, listening to her a lot more too. I bet they go, it's always had like no zero filter. No filter. It is completely like she goes hard on some of these people. I bet. I'm like, I I got into, I started listening to a few because Sierra was into it. And I can't, I can't listen anymore. And it's because they will slander Ben's name. And me and Ben were, he's my, he's my new thing. And I can't take it. They, I get people that don't like him, but they go hard on him. Like they started off their recap for Matt's episode. I tried to listen to it today and they open it with like, thank God it's Matt James. And like, we didn't like go through like a typical picking and cause you know, it would be Ben. And I just couldn't even stand it if it was Ben. Aww. And I'm like, Aww, ben was those are fighting words. 
Yeah, you ben had, did not do anything to you. You don't have to love him, but I don't feel like he's done anything to deserve this slander. So yeah, I got to take a step back from their podcast until Ben is irrelevant and they can't trash him. <laughs> when you get heated, it's like, okay, I have to, that actually happened to me with Off the Vine. I used to listen all the time for like years. And then she, I don't know, said something dumb like Caitlin does. I love Caitlin yeah. Bristow, but she said something dumb and I got super annoyed and it tainted it for me. And then I had to yeah. leave and I was like, I love you from afar, sis. <laughs> exactly this just goes to show how invested we are in these people that yeah. we don't even know that we're like I need to take a break from you because you hurt my feelings <laughs> meanwhile I know. no clue who I am she doesn't care she doesn't know me I know I like literally I like stopped the video and closed out of the browser I was like well you're not getting a listen today <laughs> we're not going to take that attitude into the podcast I will unsubscribe right now slandering my boyfriend like please stop <laughs> my boyfriend. don't tell Nick Jonas though I know well Gosh. Nick Jonas got married so he lost his shot today <laughs> but he has on to manifesting a relationship with Ben so <laughs> I love it I support it uh speaking of bachelor talk maybe we can go ahead and jump right in to the uh mj himself matt james and his premiere um i i don't want to make this like too long and drawn out but maybe we can just talk about some of our standouts um maybe just like what do we think of him because honestly i didn't know much about matt james to be honest other than the fact that he was tyler cameron's friend um I I didn't even know he was biracial yeah until the episode aired I was like I didn't even know that I didn't know a lot of things and so it's just very interesting to see someone totally new to the franchise or like adjacent to the franchise like step into the limelight I'm like this is gonna be interesting and to be honest I wasn't that excited at first I was excited for him being like the first black bachelor, but I wasn't all excited because I didn't have any kind of connection to him. I was like, I don't know this man, but after watching the first episode, Oh, I was just going to say after watching the first episode, I'm a little bit more invested. Definitely. He, I thought he was good on this episode. Like it was totally honest and you could tell, obviously he kept saying it, but how nervous, how anxious he was but he was really good at communicating exactly what he was feeling all the way through. And I really liked that. I kind of had a, um, I, I obviously as a black woman am very invested in like the fact that we are getting a black bachelor, the fact that Tasha took over the fact like when Rachel's season aired, I just, it felt like we had, because I am so emotionally invested in the franchise. It felt like everything was riding on Rachel. So like this whole journey of this, and I listen to her podcast. So this whole journey of this has been um, really fun. And there's a lot of different critique. Um, but my only critique about Matt going is that I've been in love. And I just was like, well, how are you going to choose a wife in weeks? You know, I'm like, I don't hold much hope here, but I wish him the best, especially after how he carried himself last night on last night's episode. Yeah, I think he did really well, but something that I thought was funny and totally like not Matt's fault at all, but because he's new to the franchise, I feel like you could definitely tell more so than like in other seasons with other leads that like the points that were like acting, like we know that they're acting, but because like they've already been through a season, they kind of like know the like pony show that you've got to go through. Mm -hmm. So like some of the clips in the beginning when it was just him with Chris, like when they were standing at the steps and he was like, Chris, do you want to go inside and uh, have a chat? And Chris was like, but you got to meet the ladies. And he's like, no, Chris, let's go inside and chat. It was like so forced, but like, I know it's because they you told him that. Like, forced? I thought I, it completely I, threw Chris off because Chris was like, this is how the show goes. You're about to meet them. And he was like, but I have questions. Like, I think they literally threw him into it. And I mean, he, that could be it too. one way or the other I was just like this moment feels really awkward either like it's bad acting and they weren't on the same page or Matt really threw Chris off but the only other point which I think 
I still think he was like super genuine through the whole show was normally when like the contestants or whatever walk away from the lead and then go into the mansion or whatever on some of the people they'll like make a comment but usually it's like right before they're about to enter so they're like a good amount away and they'll be like oh she was stunning Matt literally like the girl would turn around and she'd be like a foot away and he'd be like dang she's hot or like whatever and I'm like she's right there she can still hear you and then she had to act like she didn't hear it and just keep walking and I'm like they definitely told him like make some commentary like after they walk away and didn't tell him like at what point she should already be when he says that yeah one one of the ones that got me was this girl turned around and got up two steps and he just goes she's incredible and I was like (laughs) I would literally it seemed so weird every single time and he made commentary on like most of them yeah like I feel like it's normally like one or two that are like really standouts that they'll say something and it's kind of like a reflection after they're already there but no he was just like the second they turn away he'd be like she's great she seems cool like (laughs) like this is awkward but again I think he was being so genuine he just had like no filter and yeah I think too like we're now entering this world of Bachelor where um, the leads like fully have control. No mandar. There's like an, a format a, a, a format that everyone is used to, but there's no like, no, you absolutely can't do that. It's like if they ask for something, they're getting it at this point. I mean, the end of Tasha's season is one of the only normal endings we've had in like three, four years or something. I mean, maybe since yeah. like Becca. You, Becca Kufrin, you know, yeah. just like where it ended. I think when Matt had that moment where he was like, can I ask you a few questions? Chris kind of like eye rolled because he was just like, we've got to stick to a format. <laughs> and because Matt is new to all of this, I think we're going to see like a lot of those moments where he's like, yeah. no, you can't just rush me into something. You can't just push me into a decision. Like I would love to talk about this a little more or do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I like to call him um, like Daddy Chris. <laughs> and so I feel like he was just like, but dad, I have some questions. And Chris was just like, my son, we got to start the show soon. <laughs> like, yes. I think that's why it was hard for me to tell between the two because you just, you know, the Bachelor producers. I was like, did Matt really have questions? Or they were like, Matt, do you have, qu-? like Matt was like, well, I have some questions. What's it going to be like? And like, you know what I mean? Cause they always have to have like their intro. They can't just like jump into it. I'm like, he's watched the show. He knows Tyler Cameron. So that's why I thought it could be acting, but it also could just be awkward because he's like, no, actually I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think, I think it was that. And, and just because of how the questions went and how vulnerable he was then, like yeah. talking about the pressure to choose a white woman or choose a black woman is so real and it would be something that I fantasize about being bachelorette all the time you know (laughs) naturally um so it would be something that would be on my mind too and I'm sure even more so with him having two distinct different differently raced parents Mm -hmm. um I just I like that he kind of talked about that because that's not a process we think that we're we're gonna see shared on tv Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, like, I've already seen so much of that just like in the comments on bachelor related things. So I was glad that he kind of like brought that up, that that pressure is out there from people. Yeah. Yeah. And can we talk about, I'll tell you what I did. (laughs) I keep cutting you off here. I just go. (laughs) Well, I was going to say what I did not like is like, ever since they aired the trailer for this season, it just seems like they're making well one I will say this looks like one of the most beautiful groups of women we've ever had on night one like they're all pretty much just incredibly stunning but it just seems like they are making the dramatics level like way more the focus than like match journey and mm-hmm. I feel like in the past this is maybe we got dramatics with Ari's season because I feel like we saw a lot of villain crystal but in these promos it just seems like it's nothing but drama and crying and blah and the way that they smack dab opened us up with the girl with the vibrator like I'm not a prude please bring a vibrator it was a cool opening but I just was like aren't we gonna talk about who Matt is a little bit like it just seems like this whole season is gonna be circled around how messy it is Mm -hmm. yeah and I think that has something to do with the fact that like 
it's not about a woman finding her Prince Charming. It's now it's about this man trying to find his wife, but all these chatty, like catty girls. It's like, we don't get this catty girl, like, uh, story when it's a bachelorette and there's all these men. Yeah, truly. Like, not always. At least this past, um, we just came off of this, like, breath of fresh air season, and now we're going into this, like, chaos, it looks like. So that was, like, a little bit disappointing. And I think that's why, at first, I wasn't really, like, looking forward to this season because I was, like, last season was just so good. And I'm like, this one just looks like a hot mess express. And I was like, I really don't want to go backwards. Like, <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. But yeah. I do appreciate all the beautiful skin tones that we have going on because, I mean, like you said, just one after another when they came out, I was like stunning, stunning, beautiful, like <laughs> all of them. All of them. It was wild. I was like, wow, this really, especially when the first couple came out and they were overwhelmed just like oh there's never gonna be a dud like you're just like oh they're all incredibly stunning okay got it like it was wild oh yeah I'm like so let's talk a little bit I guess about first impressions of the girls who we thought was like top picks think we'll think that they'll go far and then two who was like red flag? Like, how did we feel about vibrator girl, lingerie girl, the queen, you know, the people, um, and <laughs> all of that. Well, first we have to factor in that they're bringing in new girls, question mark. Yeah. Which, I don't understand. I don't understand. I which don't is, again, they're just focusing on the drama factor. Cause it's like, the, you know, bringing that in, like, and they had like a record number of girls on night one, the more girls you add into the mix, the more drama you add in down the line. Like, I feel like obviously just decreases the chances for like any real relationship to happen because just of the odds of the number of people and the amount of drama going on, you can't focus on real relationships. Totally. They should be making their time more relaxing, if anything, so they can actually chill and find love like they're supposed to. But um, I don't even want to actually, this is a quote that I'm stealing from Rachel's podcast, but she said, I don't even want to acknowledge Queen Victoria. I just feel like she is only there to receive attention. She's not there seriously. Like she literally came on to be a villain and therefore I don't want to give her attention. I don't like her. It goes without being said. Right. but like we know she's not gonna win yeah yeah you know she's in you know, no one's top four waste of time but um I really liked I really liked there's a girl named Brie who wore a green dress I think yeah. she's gorgeous and like just poised and beautiful I love Abigail the one who's deaf I think she's mm-hmm. incredible and um And then there was someone else that stood out to me. Oh, you know what? It was Katie. It was the vibrator girl. I loved how like extroverted and just like down for it she was. But then in the previews, it looks like she becomes a bit of a mess. So I have to take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like... I liked Brie too. I thought Brie, like she was, I think she was the first one out of the limo. And I was like, yeah, gorgeous. She also just seemed like really genuine down to earth. Didn't do anything too weird. I was like, sometimes it's nice to just have some normalcy. Mm-hmm. So I really liked her. I think obviously everyone has eyes on Abigail because of the first impression rose and she's just also stunning and seems normal. <laughs> I'm like, just being normal is like <laughs> bonus points automatically to just not be crazy. And then um, who else? Oh, I really liked mj i don't know if she'll go far the one with like the big blonde curly hair she just seems like really like relaxed and honestly there seems like a lot of other good girls like again so many of them are just like gorgeous this season but i didn't feel like we get got to know a lot of their personalities last night because there were so many so yeah i also i liked okay i liked several i tried to narrow it down to three but it's like six i liked brie I really liked Abigail also. I liked this girl named Rachel. I feel like we didn't really yeah. see her a whole lot, but I think she's stunning. And I think Matt really likes her. But Is other she the than one that, with like, she also had a green dress on, dark hair. I she think it was like a dark green. green. Yeah. 
her and Brie, yeah. I think they exited right after, or entered right after each other too. Yeah, yeah. and she's a white girl, right? She is. Well, I don't know if there's any truth to this. And everyone tries to drag the person they knew from high school when they get on The Bachelor. But there was a TikTok this morning and it was like, not the girl that I went to high school with that always bullied me for dating black guys on like the season <gasps> dating the first black bachelor. <laughs> and you know what I mean? I don't want to put any truth to that because you know, everyone comes for their two seconds of fame to say like one time this one girl said one mean thing 10 years ago and now she's on the bachelor. So I'm going to tell you about it. So take it for what you will. Right. But I was like, I really liked her. Hopefully that's not true, but it probably is. And and, um, yeah. And then too, it's like, high school is such a time where you like, don't know what the fuck you're saying. You know, like I'm not excusing it at all, but I, 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 I've met people who I've been like, you were really mean to me in high school. And then who are completely different people now. So I hope that's the path that she's on, but yeah. I'm drag her. <laughs> I'm like, and like, I know she's from like some little small town in Georgia. So like maybe she just grew up in some backwards, you know, raised kind of world and she's had enlightenment since then. So like let's not charge her as guilty until we really know. But just a little red flag on Rachel because I did like her too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I also liked Sarah, which is the broadcast journalist and the one who like took care of her dad. Um I like her. Like- like but I'm not sure if she has like I'm gonna be in the top four like super sweet vibes or she has like super sweet I'm gonna turn into a villain vibe she gives me kind of the same vibe as the blonde Victoria from Peter season where she seems really sweet and then she kind of like she that Victoria wasn't really a villain like a true villain but like gets in the drama and just kind of whatever so I'm unsure on that Sarah but I agree with you I don't know she kind of gives me crystal vibes like like she's really sweet and I think that she might become like a villain but not because she really did anything yeah just because like other people don't like her I don't know that too plus plus she I don't know I felt like her and her limo entrance was a bit of a like it felt very crystal it felt like I'm gonna talk to you really slow and like I'm gonna engage you and then when he entered the room with all of them for the first time. She was waiting by the door with his drink and she like passed it off to him immediately. And he like barely acknowledged it. And I could see her be like, that wasn't a moment. And then she was the first one to pull him away. So I was like, girl, I like you, but oh my God, I feel like you're being really pushy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I kind of liked her. And then I was like, mm, I don't know for sure, but she's on my radar. And then last but not least, I really liked Kayla. The one that came, uh, they had like their little truck moment and their sweet tea mm-hmm. and like they have North Carolina in common. I was like, I don't know. I think she's really cute. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't tell if Matt like really likes her or not. Like there are some that you're just like, he's goo goo gaga for some of these that yeah. just like, you know, so with her, I can't like tell, but I like her. I like yeah. her too. You know, I was really sad to see the ballerina go home. Me too. Me too. I wanted her to have a much longer run and you could tell she was just kind of like defeated, but also too, it just, I don't know how much time they get to pull him away at the end of the night, but a lot of those girls just didn't get time. Yeah. Yeah. Like there were several that, especially the ones that like got eliminated. I'm like, I don't even remember you. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I always wonder like how long their time is. Cause like, I feel like a lot of other bachelor secrets are kind of like out there at this point with like production and all that. Like we know that the rose ceremony on night one, like goes all the way through the night. Like we see it because they leave and it's daylight out, but I've never really like heard in my podcasts listening how long, like when someone steals the lead, how long does that typically last? I mean, I'm sure it obviously varies, but I'm like, is that five minutes is that 15 minutes? Because I'm like, if it goes all the way through the night, you should have time to talk to everyone at least for five minutes. Yeah. And I also wonder why the girls who hadn't talked to him yet, why it just seems like they kind of wait. I'm sure they're trying to strategize, but why it seems like they wait inside with the rest of the girls. Like I would just be in a line 
like near Matt, you know, like, okay, I'll be waiting here until I'm next. Like, I don't know why they just sit there and wait, like he's going to come pull them or something. Yeah. We don't really see like that behind the scenes process. Like I'm sure there's those awkward moments of everyone just like leering in the background of like trying to figure out, do I go in now? Do I not go in now? Like how long do I give them? But of course for like, you know, the illusion of the show, we can't see those pieces. Hmm. I want to yeah. say, uh, Taisha, if you're listening, I request to be your little adopted sister. That's all. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> do, you, do you like her? And um, why? Am I, I think she was a great lead. I don't uh, know, Zach. 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 Yeah. Do you like? Do you like them? You think it's gonna last? I expected but I don't mind it because they seem so happy and I think he really is going to be dedicated to her and I think after my horrible shitty dating experiences that matters most to me like how hard she drilled them on like being faithful and being there for her and making sure they own up to that word those are the same kind of intentions I would go in with so I see nothing but a positive future for them and I hope it ends up that way yeah yeah I do too. I'm hoping that at some point we, they get there like after the final rose moment or like, I want to, I want to check in with them at, at some point. Cause I'm like, they're not giving me much to go from on social media. I'm like, I need more. <laughs> I know. I've tried to listen to like every podcast they've interviewed on so far, just to like, see if I can dig in somehow, but they also too seem like pretty private still. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, give us the juice. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, what do you what are you all like doing now I mean the world is still shut down especially in New York they're living here now I know um yeah. but yeah I'm, I'm just like tell us more I want to hear about your day-to-day but I'm sure together to see it over time yeah if, maybe you'll see them yeah if you ever bump into Tasha on the street um you're gonna have to let us know <laughs> I, I plan on it. I already know around the area that Zach lives. So I'm just going to stalk it for a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I know I saw someone on TikTok that like met her in like Bloomingdale's. I want to say they were there shopping like a few weeks ago. And then I know she posted, she was getting coffee this morning at a particular coffee shop. She tagged it. I didn't like check since I'm not in the vicinity to be anywhere near, but you know, maybe just keep a radar. I I definitely will. I won't run into her at Bloomingdale's. I'm more of a forever 21 girl, but <laughs> I can linger around a Bloomingdale. <laughs> you can just walk around and eat a snack and just, yeah. around, you <laughs> know. <Pray. laughs> okay. All right. I want to, um, kind of wrap up, uh, with just like a little speed round for you. Um, and these are just Kayla questions only. So, um, Mackenzie, do okay. you want to like go back and forth? Um, that works. Do you want to start with the first one? Yeah. So the first one is what has been your favorite quarantine activity? Uh, crafting. I've gotten really into being a craft queen. Nice. Okay. Love right. it. Okay. If you could choose to be in any musical, what would it be? Ooh, um, ugh, uh, <laughs> the last five years okay and do you have uh what's your favorite astrological sign that is not your own mm. <laughs> because i knew a virgos would be sneaky and try to be like virgo <laughs> and ask that to a virgo um i'm going to say scorpios Okay. I'm like, I can agree with that. Um, <laughs> a lot of my close friends are Scorpios. So that's an easier one. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I, I also tend to find that I have a lot of Scorpios around me. Um, okay. Favorite, Sierra wrote this question, a favorite plant that you've named. So I'm assuming you have plants that you've named. I have so <laughs> many plants. This one is actually my favorite. This one's named Venus and she's in a giant boob vase. <laughs> nice. This is my favorite. You're not supposed to have favorites, but as soon as I got this one, I was like, well, there it is. I was like, I don't know if she'll have a favorite because it's like, you can't pick a favorite child, but I was like, she has to just answer it. Okay. She just has to. Uh, 
Um, what is an app I'm, on your phone? Um, <laughs> what is an oh, app on your phone that you can live without? Mm, probably Instagram. I love Instagram. Yeah, I'm like, mm, it's just kind of a staple at this yeah. point in 2020. Okay, last one is what is your 2021 mantra? Do you have like a word, a goal, a vision, anything that you're manifesting for 2021? Absolutely. Um, I'm really good at making resolutions and, and broad enough ones so that I can try my best to stick to them. And so my theme for this year is um, self and, and protecting myself uh, in a way that's just like, I've really found that I have a pretty people pleasing personality and I'm doing much better now at just being like, no, I'm not feeling that and saying it. So it's yeah. more of that practice. Yeah. I'm like, we all, we all need a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. That wraps it. <laughs> I really love that. <laughs> I love that. That wraps it up, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You lived up to all of the hype that, um, Sierra gave you before coming <laughs> on. And I'm sure all of our listeners will love you, um, just as much as I loved hanging out. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. It's you're so right. Sierra was trying to prep me before and she was like, it's just girl chat. Like it's truly just girl chat. And I was like, yeah, but how, what are the questions? How do I prepare? <laughs> and it truly is. This is so yes. It's so laid back. We'll have to have you on again. Yes. I would love to. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yes. We'll have to, we'll chat soon. Okay. Totally. Bye. Bye.